Hey friends, you're listening to the Difference Makers Podcast, and I'm your host, Jamie Mullins. On each monthly episode, we'll have a guest that will give us a peek into what it looks like for them to be a difference maker, a leader in the places God has given them influence. My hope is that it leaves you encouraged to use your gifts, passions, and story to make a difference right where you are. Hello and welcome to the Difference Makers podcast, our very last episode of the year. I'm so excited that we get to we get to finish the year right where we started with our lead pastor, Toby Slough. Toby, so excited to have you back with us today. Thanks, Jamie. It's good to be here. And I'm, I'm really excited that we get to talk today about something super special that's coming up in the life of Cross Timbers here in, in just a couple of weeks. We're going to be celebrating our 20-year birthday Ooh. as a church, and uh, it's going to be quite a celebration of everything that God's done over the last 20 years, but more importantly, as you shared with our Difference Makers at this past 10K Tuesday, what's ahead for the next 20 years. So for those who weren't able to join us for 10K Tuesday, and those who have been on this journey of learning what it means to be a difference maker. Why don't you tell us about what you are sensing for this, this birthday party? Well, I'm a, as I said, at our 10 K Tuesday, I'm a sentimental old man when it comes to birthdays anyway. But I think, you know, these significant birthdays, uh, my son just turned 30. That's a big deal when you have a child turn 30. And I remember my 50th birthday was a big deal to me. Uh, but for me, birthdays are not only about looking back and God's faithfulness in the past, it's mostly about looking forward and believing God for big things moving forward. And so 20 years for cross timbers. Yeah, it is a moment to walk down memory lane a little bit, Mm -hmm. but only to look back and say, man, God has been with us and faithful and the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. And because he's been faithful in the past, we believe that our future is deeper and richer and bigger. And as Paul said, beyond what we can ask or imagine. So, I've talked to some people even today. You know, I keep going back to when, as as the, as God's people, they crossed the last river before they went into the promised land. They they dropped some rocks. Yeah. You know, in the significant moments in the life of a people, a person, a church, I think you need to drop some rocks and say we're headed into our promised land. And so I believe in heavenly places in ways that aren't strategic or explainable or bullet pointed that God's preparing us for something. And so I'm believing that day for there to be just something different about it beyond balloons and cakes and parties. And I think it is like step one of us stepping into this new future that the last 20 years has prepared us for. It's good. So if we look back at the past just a little bit to our 10 year birthday, Mm -hmm. that's when God gave you what is our current vision statement, our vision statement of 10,000 Spirit-filled, baptized believers that are walking in freedom, committed to meeting the needs of the poor and broken, both locally and around the world. And we know that that's going to be 10,000 difference makers. And so how do you see that playing out in this next 20 years for the difference makers that we're equipping? Well, I think it's first important to admit that in that moment when I wrote that down in the middle of the night, the night before, early morning before our 10th birthday, I had no idea idea what it meant. I just knew it was God because I don't really like numbers uh, very much, and it didn't make any sense to me. And so I always tell people when you're hearing God, sometimes it's a Polaroid, Mm -hmm. right? And so God, he he snaps the picture, and you know it was him, but it takes a while to develop. And so the last 10 years have been 
an understanding that what God's call was for us was a focus on equipping and releasing difference makers. And it wasn't about people going into air quotes ministry. It was about seeing their life as ministry. And that if we could spend this year helping people just understand the potential within them to make a difference, uh, then we'd be ready for our next step. And I really believe the next 10 years is not about us convincing people that they're difference makers. It's going to be about challenging and releasing people in ways we never have before. You know, last night at 10K Tuesday this past, it was a different tone. And a part of it was a bit of a challenge. It was a bit of a, you stand at a crossroads, what are you going to do? And I think I feel us shifting a bit as a church family in, 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 in a more challenging way to say, you know what, you, you, you own your destiny. Good. So make more, a lot more sense to people after uh, my book is released. But yeah. like, if you're going to be a Gobi, you're going to have to choose. Yeah. God's trying to do something. And so I think what we're going to see is a release in ways we've never seen because we're increasing opportunities. Absolutely. Right. You yep. think about the ministry center model, whatever mm-hmm. we end up calling that thing of not coming together and hearing about something, but taking what we know and doing something. That's going to take some decision of the will among people. And I'm excited to see what happens. It's going to be good. So for those of you listening, if you haven't heard about the date of the birthday party, it's January 5th. So we're going to have all of our family together. Um, if you live within driving distance, we'd love to welcome you to our Argyle campus January 5th. And we're going to have services at 9.15 a.m. and 11 a.m. And so we want to welcome you out. We're going to have cake because it's a birthday party. So we're going to have cake to celebrate. Lots of fun things going on. But you won't want to miss this moment with our with our spiritual family to celebrate what has happened and what's coming. So we want to ask you to come and, and, and join us for that day. But you mentioned just now a book that you're getting ready to release and um, looking at God's faithfulness in the past and and everything that he's got for us in the future. But um, you stepping out to release this book is you, you choosing to use your gifts, your passions, and and even your limp to make a difference in the lives of a lot of people. And so um, I'm personally, I've had the opportunity to read it. It's, it's going to change lives. It's going to bring freedom to a lot of people, but I'd love to talk about this, the not yet, that so many people find themselves in, especially for our difference makers that have been listening all year. We've had this theme of f- people that feel disqualified because of their their ha- their hurts, their habits, their hangups, that they don't feel like they can make a difference because of the things that, that have held them back. And so what would you say to the people that are listening today in relation to the, the not yet moments and the fact that they disqualify themselves? Well, this is the first time in this kind of form I've talked about it. Uh, you know, I think one of the enemy's greatest lies is that when things are going well, God is there. When they're not, he's not. Mm-hmm. And that we begin to believe at a subconscious level that, well, as soon as my marriage gets fixed, as soon as I don't battle depression or anxiety, as soon as God heals me of my diabetes, in that moment, then I'm going to be happy. I can find joy again. Yeah. And the experience of my life has been, I hear God, I love God, uh, I'm not perfect, but I'm progressing, and I still have an anxiety disorder. So what about us? Yeah. 
What about those of us who our biggest prayer hasn't been answered? Not yet. It's about discovering that freedom is not the absence of something, but the presence of someone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to tear up because you asked me on the stage, how long did it take you to write this book? About 25 years, mm. you know. And honestly, I kept waiting and waiting, believing, well, the victory story is coming. And I finally realized that victory had come. It just wasn't coming in the way I had thought it would come. Mm. And I just hate it for people. I hate I hate the fact that I have divorced friends who think they can never have a joy-filled life again. Yeah. Because they blew it. They cheated. They lost their marriage. And I think we all would say theologically or one at a intellectual level understands grace and second chances, but there's still this, yeah, but I'll never be the same. And right. the fact of the matter is you won't be the same. I've never been the same since the day of my first panic attack, but God has been there. Yes. And he's shaping something in you. And so it's about playing scared anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about, it's, a, it's hard, but it's about hope. Yeah. You know? It's about people believing God again and seeing God again in places that, quite honestly, I don't hear enough people talking about where you can find him. I hear lots of stuff about how to get over it. Yeah, self-help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and But the possibility that you could be free, you could be happy, and you could battle depression. Like, that's what Paul said when he said, got this thorn in the flesh, and I've prayed, and God said no. And I'm okay with it. Right. You know, nobody's putting that on their wall. <laughs> but it's reality of people that I walk with. So that's really what Not Yet's about, and I'll try not to cry about it as much. But it's just, it's it's deeply personal. Yeah. Uh, some of it is hard to articulate. Uh, it was incredibly painful to write. You relive parts of your story again. Uh, but I believe it was worth it. I think it's my gift to my grandkids and to my world. Yeah. So I'm going to steward it the best way I know how. And and that's what it looks like to be a difference maker. Like you were just talking about, it's your story. And we've been encouraging our difference makers all year. Like it's all about your gifts, your passions, mm -hmm. your story, not somebody else's. And the fact is that the the thing that you were hoping would have a victory story at the end is the very thing that gave you the platform that you do have today, the ability to have influence with people because of your willingness to lead through vulnerability in the middle of your pain. And so I do think so many people are waiting to be on the other side of it and have it all wrapped up with a bow before they're willing to step out. But the fact is, if we're willing to use the story God's given us and the struggles and in the middle of it, walk, leading with a limp, then that's where God's going to give us the ability to have influence. Yeah, that's the big thing. You say, it well, Jamie, it's... Man, if I've done anything in 20 years here, I hope it's not anything I've said, but I hope people, if people have seen a broken guy make a hard decision to keep going, yep. you know? Yep. And uh, 
if we could ever capture that, you talk about North Texas and you talk about 10,000 difference makers uh, and that message to people that you don't have to be fixed, that yeah. Jesus really does want to be with you just because he wants to be with you and he doesn't have to fix you to be with you. You can change your little corner of the world. I believe it. Absolutely. So without giving away too much of the book, because everybody's going to get a chance to to get a copy at our birthday party. But in one of the sections of the book, you do talk about some ways that you've been able to continue to put one foot in front of the other in the middle of the not yet. Some, some disciplines, if you will, that have been able to help you find freedom in the midst of the not yet moment. So without spilling all of that chapter, what are some practical steps that our difference makers that are listening today can, can take to be able to walk and lead with a limp, even in the middle of their not yet moments? Yeah. For me, I had to come to a place to say, am I going to spend my energy complaining about having an anxiety disorder or am I going to live in a way that puts me in a position to best be uh, as healthy as I possibly can be? And I think uh, there's some things I have to do that nobody else has to do, Mm -hmm. right? And so if I can get okay with that, then... I can open a door to a level of health I've never experienced. So for me, uh, if you come have come to Cross Timbers or you listen to our messages, you know that like it foundational for us are these 40 I am's yeah. that we declare with our mouth things that we're not feeling in our heart and something supernatural and unexplainable happens. And so this regular practice of confession, mm-hmm. by the way, it's why you need to be in a church building with some people singing songs regularly. It's not about church attendance. It's about you're in a room with people all saying something out loud. Some on tune, some off tune, it doesn't matter. They're saying something out loud, you release a new reality. So I think this thing of confession, confession is not I'm bad. Confession is agreeing with God about something, even that you don't feel in that moment, God, you're good. In the moment, you don't feel like he's good. Uh, God... You, you, uh, you've never let me down in a moment that you feel let down. Mm-hmm. Th- that's where super, it's not naivete. It's, it's practicing what Jesus taught us about in the kingdom, our faith being verbal. That's one of the things. That, another one for me is just understanding how my physical body is connected to my emotion, the emotional part of my body. And when I'm healthier, in what I eat when I'm healthier and regularly getting some type of uh, exercise, mm-hmm. not something crazy, but you know, <laughs> something regular for me, it, there's a connection to my physical body. And I see that as an act of worship because it puts me in a spot, in a better spot. Uh, I, I always am hesitant. I don't want to, again, give it all away, but I need you to hear me clearly say that my Panic and anxiety is not a lifestyle choice. It's a mental illness. But it doesn't mean there aren't some lifestyle choices that I can make that can put me in as healthy a place as I can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And that's the differentiation, I think, here. There are those practices, like they're vital to my life. There's things I can't do that other people can do, and there's things that I need to do that help build a rhythm in my life. And I think that's what I would say for difference makers, for people from all walks of life with all different kind of challenges, is they've come to the place, usually through pain, that they see 
that they're making choices before their world starts crashing in around them. Right. Not in the midst of it, but before those are happening, being a little more proactive in these areas of their lives and what it does positions them for God's best. It's good. There's one more concept in the book that I want to talk about. The, I think also a misconception is that we have to do things in order to gain God's approval or to get to him or to prove ourselves worthy of being a difference maker, a leader, whatever. But in the book, you talk about that God's not waiting for us to come to him. He's walking right alongside of us in, in all of this, in all of the things. And so as our difference makers are to have courage to take a step, talk, talk us through that. The difference between waiting for God to waiting for waiting on us to come to God versus him walking alongside of us. Yeah, if you get a copy of the audio version of the book, unless they fix it or they make <laughs> me redo it. I mean, I, I broke down reading the story of the prodigal son. Mm. Because the story of the prodigal son is a father pacing the porch and running to meet his son. That And it's good news, but it's not the best news. Right. The best news is not that God is waiting, is running to meet you, the the good news is God is walking beside you. Yeah. Emmanuel, Christmas, God yeah. with us. He's walking with us. And when I can begin to sense God's nearness, when my pain is trying to push me away, mm-hmm. uh, now I am getting closer to the abundant life that Jesus promised. It's seeing him in everything. I mean, we all categorize him, right? But seeing like God is in me, with me, over me, beside me in every moment of my day. In, in my highlight reels and the ones that I want to, you know, the, the clips you want to throw in the trash, he's there. And it's that constant awareness, cultivating that constant, constant awareness of God, I think, that begins to position us in ways we've never been positioned before. And by the way, it is in your little corner of the world w- w- without saying a word. Right. People, like, there's a spirit of God in you that attracts people, mm-hmm. not to you, but to the God that is inside of you. Why? Because God is inside of them too. Right. And whether they've opened themselves to it or not, whether they've recognized it or not, the Emmanuel, God is with us. He's there. And he was with us before we were with him. That's the good news of the gospel. So there's a magnetic kind of supernatural attraction that happens. I just hear so many people, I like to make a difference, but I don't know what to say. Sometimes you don't have to say a word. Mm. It's not about saying. It's about being. And as you become everything God's called you to become through your pain, through your hard times, and people see strength there, they're attracted to it, the God that's within you. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, out of what we talked about, birthday party, the book, is there any last words of wisdom you would want to give to our Difference Makers for this last podcast of 2019? Well, the last time we do this, this decade, that's what I've been saying, mm-hmm. this decade. You know, what I would say is... I love when Jesus talks about the Spirit coming, and you no one can orchestrate it. It comes and be ready for the Spirit. My 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 translation, the Toby translation, is the Holy Spirit will blow and He'll blow. Mm-hmm. So so like raise your sail, you know, catch the wind. 
and the the spirit of God is blowing across your life. Sometimes you don't sense it. Your pain fools you into believing he's not there, but not with abundance, but with sometimes with lack. Mm. When you say a fully surrendered heart to God, even in the midst of pain, supernatural things burst forth. So, man, I'm praying and believing that for you, uh, that this year, 2020, will be a year beyond your wildest dreams uh, in the fact that God uses you and leverages crap that you never thought he'd leverage to do more than you could ever dream he would do. So good. Thank you so much for joining us today, Toby. We're, we are ready to see you at our 20-year birthday. Uh, look forward to seeing you that day, Difference Makers, and, and looking forward to having you for our first podcast of the next decade, the next 20 years of Cross Timbers. Have a very Merry Christmas, and we will see you soon.